How are we doing? Is that working? Yes. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach. We're going to break bread in a moment. Band, would you come back up? That would be great if you'd come back up. And, um, you know, by the way, the nation, we, we had a wonderful prayer meeting here yesterday morning, uh, second Saturday. We, two, if, if, if city, I'm just sorry, city centre at the moment. Uh, well, no, go on, let's not just do city centre. Um, city West, when do you have your prayer meetings? When are they? The first, it just gets complicated. First Saturday and a Tuesday morning every week. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Mark Ross, when's your, 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 when's your prayer meeting? You, you've been... Third Saturday, okay. And every Sunday morning. Here at City Centre, we have first Friday and second Saturday. It's complicated, isn't it? First Friday, and we had second Saturday prayer. And we were always having the coffee shop, 8 o'clock in the morning, and it was, it, it, was, it was pretty full. The coffee shop was full. In fact, when I walked in this morning, lots of people said, what a wonderful time we had. It was really special. And we were praying for the nations. We always pray for the nations. And um, I... We, we prayed for Walter and Simone in, uh, in, in, in uh, Nijmegen. And uh, listen to them. They've been going one year. We, we, they were, you remember they came here. We prayed for them. We, support, we had an offering. We supported them. Just over a year they've been going. Listen to this. We now have people from India, Sri Lanka, Namibia, South Africa, Madagascar, United States, Ireland, Nigeria, UK, Netherlands, Germany, France, Romania, Malawi, and Lesotho. That's 15 nations. 15 nations have been going about, you know, 16 months. And uh, they've got 25 children, youngsters. They're having to try and get more children's workers. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. But as Toby said, there's, there's some opposition. There have been sickness in the family and, and personal t- challenges, so we're praying for them. Come and join us, please. It, it, precious times, an hour, second Saturday. Right, let's, we're going to worship, we, uh, we're going to sing, and then I'm going to, we're going to come to break bread in a moment. I want to just lead us into breaking bread by saying a couple of things. How about that? Oh, you've got one there, have you? you <laughs> sorry, excuse us. This is my desire. Is that what works? It's good. It's good. <laughs> Shall we stand? This is my desire. You want to play your part, don't you? You want to play your part? I want to play my part. Make, make it your prayer. Then we're going to moment. We're going to come around the table. This is my desire to honor. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. All I have within me, I give you praise. Give you. 
give you my heart, I give you my soul. I We're yours. We belong to you. Our lives are yours. We want to play our part, Lord. We want to live for your glory. Lord, we want to play, albeit a little part, we want to play the part that you have especially designed for each of us. Lord, thank you. You have a part for each one to play, every single one of us. Lord, we want to play our part for you. We want to live for your glory, Lord. We do. We want to live for you. And I pray this morning, Lord, you'll be speaking to us as we come around the table in a moment. In Jesus' name. They want to keep going. Let's do that again then. Lord, I give you my... Lord, I give you all. Ready? Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Amen. Do take your seat for a moment. Don't go away, musicians. Please stay there. Wonderful. We're going to. I want to just speak a little bit about coming to the Lord's table this morning. We're going to break bread together. After we had our prayer time here yesterday morning, which is, I'll say it once again, was a wonderful, wonderful time. We provide coffee as well. Eight o'clock in the morning, coffee, and we're in the coffee shop. Angie and I went off into the city as we do, and uh, it's packed. It's this thing called Christmas. People are buying kind of crazy. It's going crazy. Busy, 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 busy. All this gift stuff at Christmas. It's the time of year where, you know, we all go gift crazy, don't we? Giving gifts. I just, but let me just say, why do we do, why do, we do that? Well, it's, it's totally appropriate. Because Jesus wasn't just born. He was given. He was given. That's the heart of the gospel. You know the most famous, best-known verse in the Bible, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shouldn't perish, but has eternal life. And I want to unpack this gift a little bit as we come around this table, because it has implications. It changes us when we get to see this gift. As you open this gift up, it, it changes us. There's a lovely account in John chapter 4. I'm sure you remember that. The, the, do you remember the woman at the well? And she, she, there she is going about an ordinary day. And she has an encounter with Jesus that changes her life forever. Do you remember? Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God, you would say, I'm, this is my paraphrase, you would say, yes, please, yes, please. She had an encounter 
with the gift, the Lord Jesus. He is the gift. He is the gift. And I, let me just begin by saying, do you know him? Do you know the gift of God and who says to you, come? Do you? If you don't, I want to say to you this way, please, 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 come at the end of the meeting, prayer room here, come here. A few of us will be there. We'd love to talk with you, pray with you. If you knew, the, if you only knew the gift of God, the woman at the well, she got to know the gift of God. And that encounter changed her life forever, forever. Beautiful, beautiful. Jesus is the gift of God to you. Now, the thing is, we like to give comparable gifts, don't we? You know that problem. You buy someone a bar of chocolate, and they give you a hamper, and you kind of feel awkward about it, don't you? And so you try, you try and work it out. You think, okay, so what are they going to give me? Okay, I better match it, and maybe up a little. <laughs> Anyone do that? We, we, we want to match the gift, don't we? We want to try and match it, give comparable gifts. I want to tell you, you absolutely can never, ever, ever do that with God. You can't. You can't match it. You really, really, it, 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 and I'm going to show you why in a, minute, in a moment. There's a little verse I'm going to spend a little time looking at, just a couple of moments. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 says this. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake, he became poor, so that through his poverty, you might become rich. And this is written in the context of giving and generosity and so on. And so Paul, he's just saying to you, if, you know the grace of God. He was rich. So let's start there. He was rich. Jesus was rich at the dawn of creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The dawn of creation, the word, the Lord Jesus, the Jesus, he spoke. The Son, he spoke, and creation burst into being. He was rich. Philippians 2, being in the very nature of God, he didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. This is stunning. The greatest treasure that heaven had. The jewel of the Father's heart. Coming down. Emmanuel, God with us despised and rejected. Isn't that stunning? He was rich beyond... There's a song there. He was rich beyond all measure. And, it, you know, it, I can't think... Anyway, why do I always think in songs? It, rich beyond all measure. The jewel of the Father's heart. Let's read on. For your sake, he became poor. <laughs> you can't... 
you can't give a comparable gift here. He became poor, despised, rejected. But it, get, it, gets, it gets more difficult. It goes further. Being found in the appearance of a man, this is back to that verse, he humbled himself even lower, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is stunning. This is the gift of God to you. I'm unpacking the gift this morning. Why did he do that? Let's read on. So that through his poverty, you might become rich. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Who like we, his praise should sing. I'm I'm unpacking the gift this morning. I hope hope the gift is exciting you. For your sake he became, he was rich, he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. A little bit further on, Paul uses this, this, he says this, he says, this is a wonderful thing, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. (laughs) It's astonishing. Has it astonished you? Has it taken your breath away? Has it the gift, the gift of the Lord Jesus? Such is the generosity of the Father's heart towards you. You can never, ever give a comparable gift. Never. But there is something that can happen. You can be changed by the grace of God. When you catch a glimpse of this indescribable gift, when you catch a glimpse of the heart of God, this gift that you can never, you can never ever give a comparable gift for, when you catch a glimpse of that, it changes you. It changes you. If you will allow your eyes, the eyes of your heart to be open, if you will allow yourself, if you, will, if you stop and linger... His grace can change you. There's many, many here who have got wonderfully, wonderfully generous hearts. They've been part of church family for many years. I remember standing in this building 25 years ago. There probably I don't know how many there were, but it was one Sunday afternoon. How many of you were here? <laughs> we stood somewhere there. And I think, did I arrange for an ice cream van to come? I can't remember, but... We had an ice cream van, and we, we stood here, and we looked around, and I remember we hadn't got any money in the bank. I just said, what do you think? Should we, do you think, the Lord, should we buy this place? Should we go for it? And there was a resounding yes. And here we are. And I know there's many, many who've been on the journey, and there's just beautiful, beautiful generosity. They've learned the joy of giving. The grace of God is, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a rules thing. In the Old Testament, there were rules, you know, a tenth, a tithe. You don't need that in the New Testament. Paul just says, I want you to exceed, excel in the grace of giving. Ten percent might be a good place to start. But a generous heart is something totally different. Where we just want to honour the Lord with what he has given to us. It's a joy, it's a joy, it's a joy. And many, many, many here... Many know the joy of giving, the grace of generosity, and it's beautiful, 
beautiful, beautiful. And I want to thank you all. Thank you so much over the years, all these years. <laughs> thank you so much. We've been, able to, we've been able to bless churches all over the place because of that wonderful, faithful, week by week, month by month, generous-hearted, in excess of, even when it's difficult, the grace of giving. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Especially in a culture where there's such a stronghold of finance and money, it can so govern your heart. It can so, well, it, it governs most people's hearts out there, doesn't it? It can kind of affect all the decisions in life and priorities in life. But it's different for those who've seen the gift and been amazed. The little book here on the bookstore, The Treasure Principle. The Treasure Principle. This is by Randy Alcorn. All your life, you've been on a treasure hunt. You've been searching for the perfect person and a perfect place. Well, I want to tell you, Jesus is that person. And heaven is that place. So if you're a Christian, you've met the person, and you're on the journey. And then he goes on to speak about hidden treasure Anyone, and, and uh, the joy of giving. He said, uh, this book is about the joy of giving. The principle of giving has long been buried. We're embarrassed by it. It's time to unearth it. It's a simple yet profound idea with radical implications. Once you grasp it and put it into practice, nothing will ever look the same again. And believe me, you won't want it to. And in a culture that is so in the grip of insecurity and the, the I me, I deserve, I want, I shall have materialism, so liberating when you discover the gift and it gives you a new heart and you learn this wonderful, wonderful principle of generosity. It's on the bookstall and it's, oh, it's five pounds. It really, it really, really, really is. Dear, dear church, I, 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 this is, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm, un, un, I'm undoing the package as we come around the table. And if you're, let, let me just say this, if, if you struggle in this area, if you don't have a generous heart, if you're fearful and, 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 and hold on and keep and eye me, if, you're, if that's you, then there's two things you can do this morning. Number one, you can feast your eyes on this indescribable gift until it melts your heart, okay? That's the first thing you can do. And secondly, you can look at what he has won for you. He became poor so you could become rich and have the only riches that will last forever. That's what it means to be a Christian. He wants you to have real riches that last forever. 